Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best athletes don't just play the game. They change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive. It's easy. And best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with the new set of tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best like the full line of Michelin tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will be shipped fast and free to you or to one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Thanks for listening to the best of the Odd Couple podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to the best of the Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. There is breaking news. You probably heard it at the top of the hour from Steve DeSager, but basically the Nets just released a statement within the last half an hour, I believe, saying that they thought that working with the Anti-Defamation League and Kyrie and the Nets had offered to donate $500,000 each to you know fight prejudice and things of that nature. Uh, Kyrie made a statement, but he did not make a full-throated apology for the uh, misinformation and, you know, 
negative things that were put in there about Jewish people. And um, today he had a press conference and was given the opportunity to apologize for being anti-Semitic. He didn't. We're going to play that in a moment for you. But the league, or I'm sorry, the Nets, probably after conferring with Adam Silver, Rob, the commissioner, uh, have decided in their press release that he is going to be suspended indefinitely uh, until they say, what is the language they use? They say he currently, uh, he's Chris, go through he's he could un, be in, he's, he said he's unfit to be a right. member of the Nets. Unfit. I mean, those are serious words. And you talked about it. You talked about his career next year, Chris. I don't even know. I, yeah, I, it, you it said might it. be over. It he, might, here, it, here, the, here's the language. Right? You, like you said, they do say. Uh, Look at the end. It says something like he's unfit to be a member. Yeah, of according, we are of the view that he, Kyrie, is currently unfit to be associated with the Brooklyn Nets. We have decided that Kyrie will serve a suspension without pay until he satisfies a series of objective remedial measures wow. that address the harmful impact of his conduct and the suspension period served is no less than five games. So he's, I mean, he, well, yeah. I'm, Rob, ready, I'm ready to I, I say this. I, I, I don't think he'll back down, Chris, and he probably will, won't play for the Nets. That's my the, gut. The Nets? No, right. But I'm just saying. I mean, do you think, like, who else could would take him? No, you're right. If he doesn't do that, you're you're almost right. I mean, how I could anybody else picking with, him up? Right. And I was, you know, I mentioned like let's say he would have played out this year and then he is a free agent after say the Nets go out in the second round, whatever. He's a free agent after this season. The only team, Rob, that I could think of that might sign Kyrie was the Lakers. Because he had LeBron has shown the ability to work with Kyrie and win with Kyrie. But I don't know if they, I think, Rob, they would face the same public relations nightmares, right? That the I, Nets I, and and remember this too, Chris. Once the commissioner, we just said it. Right. In the this, first is, hour, this is the commissioners involved in it. Once the commissioner said, I'm disappointed and not happy about this, Chris, who's a Jewish man himself, right? Right. And he's not. they're not going to allow this to go on. It's just that simple. He was asked a very pointed question about being anti-Semitic. Chris, it's just, an, it's simple. Well, you know, and I'm telling y'all, this is, I, 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 I've been saying he needs to apologize. So right, you said no it. Doubt. You said it from day one. But he is playing word games. Kyrie Irving believes that he's Semitic. And I'm not ridiculing that belief. I'm just saying that's what he believes. And so when he says, I can't be anti-Semitic, that's what he means. Right. And he believes the Jews in America are Europeans. And that that so he need like I said, Rob, is this uh, beginning of the end? This is definitely yeah, yeah. It it is. I mean, if he's not gonna come out, and and here's the thing, look, and we look, I I don't think Rob, like I said, I don't I don't subscribe to his theology. Uh, obviously, I'm not against Jews. Um, 
I don't, I don't agree with it, but I don't think a person should lose their career or their livelihood. He's obviously made enough money where he doesn't have to work another day in his life, but for their beliefs, as long as they're not promoting violence against another group of people. Yeah, I I, I think I hear and what you're saying. but I, I, I get that people can make, they can hire who they want. There you right? go. That, that's that, why that's... I was like, after this season, and I'm look, I'm not gonna, this isn't, but but it's similar to Kaepernick in that they just don't want Kaepernick on the team in the league, right? right? He did have a more noble cause. He didn't. He, he didn't break any people, laws, and right. he didn't do anything that was right. And Kyrie hasn't broken any laws. No, no, no. Laws. I'm not saying that's my point. Right. Like, look, right. you can find his beliefs untoward, but. I don't think he should lose his livelihood because of it. Yeah, but see, they but Donald Sterling, Chris, didn't break any laws, and Donald. Yeah, but he said in that tape, right? He didn't really want black people at his games, right? But he didn't you know break. But he, but he didn't break any no, laws. No, I agree. And, None and, of them and, have broken laws. Right, and and they've just decided that's not in the best interest of our league, and that's what it comes down to when you put on a uniform. And you represent organizations and other people, Chris. It's not that they want you to be in lockstep of everything they believe, but if they believe you're doing damage to the to the league, to the overall organization, and and the brand, that's where you become where they will no, go into. They're right. That's right. their right. Uh, we could talk about uh, uh, Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer, right. Chris. Again, the charges were dropped. Uh, they were supposedly consensual. What that will he pitch in the major leagues again? I don't know. And and the players' union is the strongest union in America, Chris. And they didn't flinch. They they didn't do anything for Trevor Bauer. So I I don't know. I it's a it's a tricky spot. I feel bad for him from this standpoint that he's fallen on this sword when it was so easy well, to out. just apologize and say I'm not anti-Semitic and cl- and close the door. Right, because the sword he's fallen on isn't even, these are my core religious beliefs. The sword he's fallen on is, uh, he said it himself that there's falsehoods in the book. There's, uh, what I can't think of all the words he used, but he said that there's stuff that's in there that's just flat out wrong, lies. Those are the things people want you to apologize for the fact that that book said the Holocaust didn't take place. Right. You can't apologize for that? Right. <laughs> God. And Rob, you know, you hear it all the time. A person's greatest strength is often their greatest weakness. And Kyrie Irving, I'm sure his stubbornness and unwillingness to believe what people have said about him or to him is part of what, you know, played a part in him becoming such a great individual basketball player. But in this case, man, your stubbornness could cost you your career. And this just seems like it's, it's, uh, this isn't Muhammad Ali not going to Vietnam. It ain't. You know? Like you just and, and said. Especially this isn't be- Colin Kaepernick standing up for, African Americans were innocent and yeah, unarmed and being gunned down by police. But it's it's trending to that the end result, right? That he's essentially blackballed from the league. 
Like, I didn't like, you know, years ago, Rob, almost 30 years ago now, when Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf, you remember him? I remember Chris that. Jackson, he essentially was blackballed from the league. And, and that was another situation where that was unjust. I, Chris. Right. Uh, let's throw out the number. Let's let's give some. Uh, let's break and give some time for people. I, I really want to see. Do they? Where are they on this? Are we? Are we the old guys? Uh, uh, out in left field, or are we? In terms of what? Just that people think that this. Do they un- think this is just unjust? I, I don't some think Kyrie? he should be suspended. Okay, so you don't think he should be suspended by no. the league? Okay, he has not said himself that he doesn't like. Jewish people, that he's against Jewish people. Now, I get, I I do believe he should apologize. And I do believe if at the end of this season, after his contract is over and he is, nobody wants to sign him, then that is what it is. But, you know, like I said, I just don't believe that people should be suspended for their beliefs as long as they're not advocating violence. Yeah, well, I I think because you might not agree with a, a Muslim's religious beliefs. Yeah, but you but, might not agree with a, a, but, but a Jew's I, religious or a Christian's. Yeah, religious but it's beliefs. just not. I don't. I don't think it's just about. And you you talked about it about somebody's beliefs, but to. I think the stuff about uh, the Holocaust didn't exist. Well, totally. That's the stuff that you just cannot allow. But if he, if he a, believes to, that, well, well, but I don't I, know I don't, that he. I hope he doesn't believe that. I, I, I don't know, and and part of it is he had a chance to, for this to be over. He should come he, out he had, to he get had, more specific. Yeah, he had a chance for this to be over, and he and he didn't do it. And and when you work for other people and you represent a brand in a league, this is what happens. This is not this this is not you can say and do whatever you want, Chris, if you're independently wealthy and you don't work for anybody, or if you're in your basement. You can do that all day. But this is when he I mean, when he has a reach, I'm thinking of things like like the NBA didn't keep the game in Charlotte, the All Star game member in Charlotte, because of a, a quote unquote bathroom bill. Yep. And, you know, that would, you know, you had to go to the bathroom of your biological sex. If I, if a player comes out and says, I don't want my, my daughter in the bathroom with a, a boy or a man, would, would they be suspended? I, I don't know. This to Those me, are things I'm, that's, yeah. this is, that's what I'm saying, man. It's complicated I, I, and it's, it's, it's like determining what people can believe and think. Yeah, I don't think that that's what they're looking at because and 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 this is the only thing I'm going to say and I this is this hasn't happened to uh 500 players or 300 players or 10 players. This well, was he's this, obviously a unique Right, guy. this is what I'm saying. He's very unique so they haven't had to deal with these kind of things cuz most people understand when you wear a uniform in a city on your chest that you represent them at all times, just like you represent Fox and you rep- you represent ESPN for all those years. We know that going in. We, we, we know that. I can't go out to some crazy bar and jump on top of a table and say, well, I'm off today and I'm not on the radio and I could just yell out from the top of my lungs anti-Semitic slurs at a bar. I will not be on Fox Sports Radio. And in tomorrow. fairness, I don't think Kyrie would. Do I didn't that. say that. I'm just saying. No, but I'm just saying. I mean that that's an extreme. Right. I, I don't think Kyrie hasn't done that. But look, the bottom line is, man, he just needs to come out and apologize 
for the false information and get specific that's in that book or in that documentary and hopefully be able to move on with his career. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds you know, the basketball nerds. Like, you know, it's really good. Creighton, you don't watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, going to win. Not the Big East tournament? They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But, like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. that. Like, that's why do we all have to act like Creighton? Is a, is, a, is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of and those. Then never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys and they lose out to like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. The best athletes don't just play the game. They change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive. It's easy. And best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play. You call every shot. From choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest, GameBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. 
Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. You know, last night, the Lakers get a good win, their second of the season, over the New Orleans Pelicans. And Matt Ryan, not the former quarterback for the, or the current quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts, but Matt Ryan, journeyman, to put it kindly, three-point shooter. Matt who? I thought he was a quarterback for the right, Colts, right, no? Right, You just started listening, right? Yes. You were late on that. You were about I'm about 10 minutes late. late. I'm sorry. But, um, I'm so caught he, up with all these games. I'm, I, I am caught right. up tonight. He hit the three-pointer to send the game into overtime. And some people are making a big deal out of the fact that the play was called for Matt Ryan, Matt freaking Ryan, and not for the great LeBron James. Do you think that's a big deal? It's not the biggest deal in the world, Chris. What it is is a narrative that has always been out there about LeBron. And I just think it just keeps feeding into that. And Matt Ryan, he made the shot. They won the game. It's not the end of the world, Chris, whether or not. And I think when when you talk about LeBron being the all-time greatest, this is these are the things that people point to, is that oftentimes you felt like LeBron would rather give up the ball. And I'm not saying in, in this situation there's a play called. I'm talking about just in general, the narrative about him sometimes, that he'd rather give it up to a lesser player than to uh, take it to the hole and get a foul and make free throws or whatever it is or or you know, bully his way uh, through the, through the uh, crowd and, and go to the basket or what, whatever. And I think that's the only reason why it keeps coming up. And the difference between we've seen Michael Jordan give up the basketball in big moments and big situations, but we've also seen Michael knock down these big shots. We've seen LeBron do it. Uh, yeah, but not on the scale of Jordan. And, the only and, one that wasn't on the scale of Jordan was Jordan's in, against Utah. And the difference is Michael Jordan, in his decisions and the ones that he's made, he's won six championships, and LeBron has lost six championships. And I think that's it because you you might be giving it up to somebody else 
and and that might be the right quote unquote basketball play, but it hadn't worked out for you because you lost six times. I think that's ultimately, Chris, the narrative. If LeBron was four and zero in the NBA in the NBA Finals, right, and he had given up the ball to other people and they made the shots, I don't think we'd be having this conversation. But because he's lost so many times, I think that's why people feel the way they do. I don't know. It's interesting because um, LeBron does have a lot of buzzer beaters. Um, I think he's uh, he might he's in the top five all time with how many buzzer beaters he's had in the playoffs. Um, I think it's definitely a non-story. And and I'm gonna first I'm gonna start here, Rob. I'm gonna give Darvin Ham some credit. That's the rookie coach for the Lakers. He's coaching. All right. Enough of this. You know, oh, we're down one or we're down two or three with five seconds left or with 10 seconds left. I'm just going to give the ball to my best player and let him go one-on-one. That's not coaching. How about you run a play? Now, you want you might get the ball in the hands of your best player, but how about some action to get him the ball? How about some options for him? If he doesn't have the shot, he can kick a pass off. Something like that. And too often, these coaches call on their superstar to play hero ball at the end of a game, and it's lazy coaching. I give Darvin Ham credit, run Rob, for running a play, which is not an unusual play. Plenty of teams run it, all right? But he did run a play, and it was a great play at the end of the game. And Rob, to call that play, for Matt freaking Ryan instead of LeBron James. That's coaching. So I'm going to give Darvin Ham some credit for that on top, Rob, well, but, of bringing all Russell Westbrook off the bench. Are you, Frank are you, Vogel couldn't do it. Uh, Darvin Ham's been there five games, seven games, and he's done it. So I'm going to give Darvin – I'm not saying he's the next Red Arbach. I'm just saying I like seeing good coaching. I like seeing a coach – who stands flat-footed and said, this is the way we're going to do it. Okay, let me ask you this. And I get it. It worked, and and I'm, I'm not against you and your idea of coaching. But if Matt Ryan put up an air ball, which he did not, he nailed it, would people have a different conversation about him designing a play for a guy most people didn't even know was on the team until last night? I don't know. Okay. I don't care. Because he didn't hit an air no, ball. No, I'm just saying. I mean, I'm, just I, say if he missed the shot. I mean, an air ball. You go to the extreme. I got to go extreme. He of course, an air ball. I mean, I mean, we, Rob, we could do that with everything. I know, but we you got know, three so hours I, to what kill. I, what, I, what I am saying is this: <laughs> if he misses the shot, I wouldn't kill him. Nobody's saying you would kill him, but they would question and go, "Is that the well, play?" You might ask him, "Why yeah, is that you, the yeah, play?" Why yeah, why, right, why, right. why, Matt and if, Ryan? If he has a good, my explanation would be he's our best three point shooter. Okay, we needed three. Why not LeBron? LeBron, LeBron was LeBron. struggling from three. What was LeBron? Oh, for seven I, from three look, or something last night? I don't think that's a play for LeBron. I'm with you on that. I don't. It shouldn't be right. Like he's not, this, he's not a three point maker for me, Chris. I, I, I he's wouldn't. streaky. He'll he'll be off or he'll be hot. Right. I, I don't like when LeBron takes so many threes at the end. Of, you know, he's been in that situation a lot, and he'll just be kind of dribbling at the on the perimeter and then take a long three at the end of a game. Why? You're not Steph Curry. So I I I but to answer uh the question, no. It, the fact that it wasn't drawn up for LeBron 
is not a big deal. Rob, I've talked to Michael Jordan about this. He's told me, he said there were times he was a decoy. He said plenty of times he was a decoy in big games. Rob, you remember the 1993 finals game six. John Paxson hit the game winning shot. They clinched the finals. Jordan was a decoy on that play, he told me. So this notion that, you know, I don't know if anybody on TV said it, but Jordan would have demanded the ball. Jordan wouldn't have let that. No, it's about winning. It's about making the best play. Jordan knew Steve Kerr and John Paxson were better three-point shooters than him. So I I don't, I, I think that's ridiculous. Rob G. Hoppin here is a Laker fan. Do you think it was a big deal that LeBron, the play wasn't called for LeBron? Um, as a Laker fan, no, because he was horrible last night. He was one for 11 outside the paint. But just in general, like, he's your best player. Like, you know. In, in general, on principle, I, I yeah. would expect the best player to get the ball. And that's Why? because because I'm a Laker fan who spent 20 years seeing Kobe get the last shot every game. And, and Kobe missed a lot of that's those. That's fine. But and, 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 but and let's keep it real. Who hit point four? Derek who Fisher. hit 0.4? Yeah, but you know who the play who was? Who hit the who, shot to beat Sacramento? Who was the play drawn up for, Chris? I'm just asking. Who, who hit the shot who, to well, beat Sacramento? Who was the play drawn up for, Chris? It and, was drawn luckily, up for Kobe. Phil Jackson. He, he didn't deliver. Who, who you said in the pre-show meeting, it's not like Darvin Ham is Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson right. drew up almost every single game-ending play that I can recall for the Lakers. I don't, I don't believe that. Don't, 99% don't believe it. of them. Because most maybe, of the big they, ones I remember, not all, because Kobe ask, obviously we, hit We can share. ask uh, Steve DeSayer. He's been watching the Lakers for longer than I have. Most How of the many big times? ones that were hit, uh-huh. what were the biggest ones? Derek Fisher, Derek Fisher, but four, the play was drawn up for Kobe. Robert Ory. No, Co- I get it. Kobe, but, but every- Co- Kobe missed the shot. Shaq missed the tip in. It yep. got tipped out to Robert Ory. So, Chris, right. your argument doesn't make sense because it was still drawn up for the best player. Why wasn't, not always, the- oh, no, why wasn't it always drawn up for Michael Jordan? Well, I, uh, well in that situation. No, I, ahead, Rob G just said ahead. my argument does not make sense. sense. To not draw up the play for Michael Jordan? Well, I don't know. What, Michael why, Jordan I don't, told me himself he was a decoy I, I on plenty of plays. I don't know what, why Phil Jackson but, but, changed but, his decision. But, but, here's, but here, here, let me just say this. Here, here's the difference, I think, and you guys can both. I think there's a difference between uh, the play being drawn up for somebody and people getting the feeling like LeBron doesn't want the shot, doesn't want – and I'm not saying, Chris, that that's the case 100%, but I think there was a feel or a thought that I don't want to go up there and have to make free throws, or I don't, I don't want to be have, have it on my case, so I'm going to pass the ball to a lesser player in a situation, even though uh, I could have kept the ball and gone to the hole and been fouled or whatever. Do you think there's any of that, that, that people don't always believe that LeBron wants the ball? I think there's been a narrative created unfairly that LeBron doesn't want the last Okay. Shot. Rob G, do you feel that same way? That there's, I, a, there's I, a narrative no. or a okay. sense of – No, of, so I think he does want the last shot. I think he doesn't want to get fouled, which is why he doesn't do what he's best at at the end of games, which is get which to the basket. Which is go to the basket. Right. Because he's not sure of his free throw Exactly. Shooting. Remember when um, – I don't disagree with that. In Miami, before Miami won his first championship, and LeBron had a last had the ball last second shot against Miami. I mean uh, Chicago. He drove to the basket, got fouled by I believe it was Joe Kim Noah. So there are times where he did drive to the basket. 
So, I mean, for everything you say, I can point out, I mean, I know the perception was that Kobe, you know, always wanted the shot, and, and he certainly did want the shot. But to say LeBron, I just think it's it's false to say LeBron don't want the shot because at times LeBron, let's keep it real, it's because he's passed it off. When he passed to Danielle Marshall early, Rob, you were probably still in Detroit at that time, maybe. Uh, when he passed to Kyle Korver. But again, Jordan passed it off to Steve Kerr. Jordan yeah. didn't pass it off to John Paxson because Jordan really wasn't involved in that play. The only difference is they hit it, but that doesn't – why should that reflect on LeBron? Because his even, teammates missed. But even the Kyle Korver one, right, you're up three with the basketball, if I remember. Are you up two? Is it up two or three? I don't remember what uh, the, up to up to with the ball, Draymond Green with five fouls in front of you, and you have the ball and you're LeBron James, and you pass for a corner three when you could have taken the ball to the hole and either got Draymond Green out of the game right with a foul or made the basket because Draymond would have to step to the side. I think that's where people look at and say. You don't need a three in that situation. You have the lead and the basketball and a helpless defender in front of you. I think it's moments like that. You got that a great three-point shooter, too, though. Yeah, Kyle but you don't Corbin need a three. One of the best, actually, one of the best ever. But still, I mean, the, 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 this is – remember the era this is in, Rob. Everybody's shooting threes. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best athletes don't just play the game. They change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play, you call every shot, from choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest. GameBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and Take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. 
Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. It is the iCouple Chris and Rob live from the TireRack.com studios. And the Breeders' Cup World Championships are coming to iconic Keeneland November 4th and 5th. Do not miss the world's best thoroughbreds as they race for their share of $31 million in purses and awards. Visit BreedersCup.com to watch all the action live on November 4th and 5th. Speaking of the Breeders' Cup, we have TVG host and racing analyst Ken Rudolph joining us. Ken, welcome to the iCouple. What's happening? Hey, how y'all doing? Good to hang with y'all again today. No doubt. The last time I remember. That's right. Look, we know a lot of our listeners are, are really looking to get in on the betting with this. So give us, you know, some of the, the strongest horses out there and maybe who could even be some dark horses that, that might make some people some money. Oh, my goodness. Well, that's the, that's the entire theme of the Breeders' Cup, baby. Like for today, <laughs> it is the best horses in the world. You get these 14 races. I call them 14 individual Kentucky Derbies, and I call Friday and Saturday both Super Bowl days for horse racing. And the beauty of it is is that in any race, you're going to have prices come through. So I can take you to the biggest race of all, right? We can start with the biggie of the bunch, the $6 million long jeans, Breeders' Cup Classic. And everyone's talking about the horse that's undefeated, right? You've heard the name. It's Flightline. And right. every time he runs, he absolutely – hold on, nobody move. He, sorry, my phone was moving. Yeah. Uh, he just absolutely <laughs> cr- crushes his competition. So everyone's thinking he's an automatic lock. And I'm like, whoa, hold up now. He's in a field with a bunch of other millionaires. Like all the horses that he's facing in the Breeders' Cup Classic, they have all showed their stuff. And they all love to win races. So that might be one of many races to get a price. And in that race, there's a trainer. All he does is win big races. They Mm. punished him last year. He had to sit it out. I was going to say, yeah, he's got a checkered pass there, doesn't he? 
Bob Baffert, he is what he is. You can look up the resume. You can have whatever opinion you want to have. <laughs> I'm just right? saying, and, and and let me say this real quick as you go yes, on with Baffert, uh, that if I bet on uh, flight line, you know what would happen, right? If I put some shekels down, he would turn you into he turn into flat line and wind up losing. <laughs> Oh, you're Schleprock? You got that kind of set to I'm Schleprock, yeah. (laughs) Look here, man. Look here. He is going to be a huge, huge favorite because he's been so incredible. I mean, really incredible in all of his races. But I think this is going to be the first challenge, and this is the the, the moment where you take a stand against a horse like that. Taba, the horse to the inside for Hall of Fame trainer Bob Baffert, the silver-haired genius that he is. That horse is incredible. And the only time that horse ever ran bad was was when Bob was not training him. Think about that. When Bob was not training the horse, the horse was bad. When Bob came back, Bob, the, the horse is back on his game again. Table's going to be a force to be reckoned with when they turn for home, and he's going to be a price, and he's going to beat flight line. And then you also have the horse that everybody forgets about. It's like, it's like if the Knicks all of a sudden showed up in the playoffs again. People forgot about the Knicks, right? Well, yeah. Rich Strike. Real talk. Rich Strike is the Knicks <laughs> of this. Okay? Rich Strike is that horse that he shook up the whole world in the Kentucky Derby. He has still done something that no other horse in the Breeders' Cup Classic has ever done. This fool weaved his way through 19 other horses to win the Kentucky Derby at a mile and a quarter. No other horse in this field has had to do what he did. He can do it again especially if they tackle flight line early on. The Classic is definitely uh, ripe for a huge upset, and you've got to get your money in there with table to the inside or rich strike all the way to the outside. That's uh, the first one of the upsets. How, how about controversies in, in horse racing? Are, are we past that because you mentioned Bob Bethard, right? He's had yes, sir. the uh, – was it – I'm trying to remember. Was it uh, the drugging of horses or – I don't want to say juice or, or or whatnot, but are we past that with with the horse racing and or not? Well, I think that there's always going to be that element, but the beauty of what horse racing has done, especially in the past three years, is become far more diligent and and a bit more proactive in trying to protect these horses and protect the betting interest, because that's really the, one of the most important things here is the trust, right? the integrity, the betting, and the gamblers out there, because that's really huge, and also the safety of the animals. Um, You know, what Bob did was one of those things. It's an overage, right? There are certain things you are allowed to put in these horses because they're, they're athletes, and you have to give them medication. All athletes need medication. So what Bob had was an overage, and he just mistimed everything, and that happens with trainers. And so now they're going to, you know, make those requirements far more uh, stringent, stay on top of them, be more proactive, and give – the horses for more testing, just to try to eliminate all of that. So I would like to say that we are past all of that. But I also understand there's a human element, and people are always going to do stupid things. So there's always going to be somebody who's going to think they're smarter than the rest right. of us, and they're going to do something. But for the most part, I believe yes. I believe yes, those days are behind us. How were you guys affected by the uh, pandemic? And do you expect this to be a huge bounce back year? Uh, or, I mean, I know last year we were kind of out of it as well. But, you know, or oh, yeah, how, is you. that any any impact? Well, here's the beauty of what we did. And I think that explains <clears throat> the rebranding that we went through. And uh, you introduced me as the analyst for TVG. And about two months ago, we at TVG underwent an entire rebranding. We are FanDuel TV now. FanDuel TV has, as my favorite comedian of all time says, 
Cat Williams. We have everything. Everything. <laughs> everything. We have everything. Like, we get to play all sports now at FanDuel. We are the kings of sports betting. And so horse racing is just a huge part of what we're doing. And the reason why we're able to do this rebranding goes back to your question. During the pandemic, you know, I'm not the person to brag about business, but our business went up like a thousand percent. Because what we were able to offer was when the NBA had to shut down, and then everyone else followed after that. You guys are well aware of that. NBA was the first major sport to say, hey, we got to stop. We don't know what's happening with this pandemic, so they shut it down. And then every other sport after that had to follow, except horse racing, because we didn't have as much human contact required in horse racing. It's animals. And so we were able to kind of keep our distance and still keep our sport going. And it was that pandemic with our 1,000% increase in, in customer participation and sign-ups and wagering, it was that moment that showed us, oh, okay, there's a place for horse racing still in this society, and we just need to make it better. So I think that's what gave FanDuel the courage to say, you know what, let's go all in on this. Let's go all in because we can do this. And it was the pandemic, and it was the, the support of horse racing that I think helped to move the needle to get us to make this move that we're in right and, now. And as this uh, last thing for me, as this country moves uh, forward and maybe more to, uh, out here in California, there's a vote on making uh, gambling legal, you know, uh, sports yes. betting and whatnot. As, yes. as the country moves more towards this, because 10 years ago the idea of this would have been ludicrous, but as we move closer and closer, is that going to help horse racing, you know, like build itself back up because there'll be – people willing to make wagers from all over the country. I think it's part of it. Absolutely. And I'm not sure, you know, what the tea leaves or what direction right. the wind is blowing as far as how that proposition is going to, uh, that's going to end here in California. But I think it absolutely will help. Will help. Um, horse racing has already had a huge boost just from FanDuel being involved and FanDuel deciding, you know what, we want to put this in our sports books. That's what I figured. Yeah, that right? they you got know what involved. I mean? Yes, that's what Exactly. Yeah. So our executives and the C-suite people are like, hey, we love this. This is, you know, billions of dollars every year in wagers. This is huge. So we want to make this a huge part of our foundation. And so that's what they've done. And I think it's going to be great because coming up next year, all these changes happen with FanDuel TV. We become the official wagering partner of the Kentucky Derby. We're the official wagering partner of the Breeders' Cup. Obviously, we have partnerships with the NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, hockey. We are the future. And horse racing is a huge part of that as we continue to build and move forward. So I think it's going to be an, an amazing bounce back for horse racing. And they already proved just how strong it is during the ban- pandemic. Like I told you, people discover that they can play this every day. There's a yeah. race every three minutes. It's right. incredible action. Well, the Breeders' Cup World Championships, November 4th and 5th in Keeneland, iconic Keeneland, that is. Ken, great stuff, man. We Thank appreciate you. it. Thank you. Appreciate you. Hey, I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for doing what you do. Let's keep it pushing. I'll talk to you again soon. Yep, thank you. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. The best athletes don't just play the game. They change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. 
Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive. It's easy. And best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. 